And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the newest edition of the Weighing In Podcast. We are here to talk about the fights in MMA that have just occurred recently on Thursday. We had the big fight between Douglas Lima and Gegard Mousasi. And then tonight, we had Anderson Silva facing off against Uriah Hall with a couple of other little fights in there. Bryce Mitchell against Andre Touchy Feely. We're going to talk about those, but first, we need to take care of business because it is Podcast Day's birthday. Happy and birthday. We need to toast to the man Oof, who is geez. part of the Scottish tradition. He, he yes. brought you. He brought you some rock killing, gut killing yes. stuff there. Yeah, it just warmed my chest, nice by the stuff. way. It warmed my All right. Chest. Cheers, so, guys. Podcast Day to you. Happy birthday. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. All right. I'll actually take another drink. Ooh. Now everyone can say he was drunk on the pot. Yep. Oh God! Oh, hello, <laughs> Barney. Isn't it? Oh, he said it's 120 proof, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I knew I should. I have these like. Uh, I don't really drink a whole lot of bourbon and whiskey, but I have these uh, stones in my house in the freezer. I should have brought them. Mm. They're like the cold stones. Oh, yeah. and oh the cold stones. Yeah, and I have the round yeah. uh, rock balls too. I have those as well. You have rock balls? Yeah, I do have rock. You have balls, rock balls? Actually, yeah, yeah. The real small ones? Nah, they're a little big. <laughs> They'll fit in a cup. <laughs> Usually you blast the AC in here, so I was like, fuck it. We need we need 120 proof if we're going to yeah. stay warm. <laughs> yeah, you want to turn that on, though, too? It's getting, it's getting, it's getting hot in here now. Now you're getting fucking, warm. I'm sweating right now. Jesus. <laughs> one fuck. shot, and he's like, oh, shit. I did. I took one right before we came on air, and then I just took another one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, I think I'll stick to, like, a little bit of... Uh, some beer maybe some, i don't know i'm a vodka person anyways but hey whatever <laughs> whiskey makes you frisky or whatever i don't even know what bourbon does but if um let's talk about Burns it let's go. let's go let's go let's go uh you know let, let's talk about the lima versus musasi first yeah. since it happened it i was like, it, uh, like it happened so long ago but it was what two I days know. ago crazy yeah it's crazy but i look at that fight and i think douglas lima is going to look back on it and go ah oh. yep I had so many opportunities. I, mm. He gave him so much respect, and I understand why. You know, Especially after the first round, he didn't want that to happen again with yeah. him being taken down and stuff, but he gave him too much respect. He did not. He ended up losing the fight based upon not so much what Gegard did, but what he didn't do. Yeah, Because he did land some good kicks, and he landed a lot of things that were damaging. You, know, you can look at Gegard's leg by the end, and Gegard said, he goes, I had a good poker face because it was freaking hurting me. Yeah, he just didn't pull the trigger enough, and I think he's going to look back on it and go, "Man, I had a chance in that fight, and I just didn't do enough." You know, and, and you know that that can happen. You know, I don't think the fight hurts him at all in his standing as far as you know what kind of fighter he is, and you know going up in weight and trying to challenge for that. But I think he's going to wish that he had come out there with a little bit of a different intensity or. I don't want to say intensity because he was intense, but he had, like I said, I think too much respect for what Gegard had done in the past. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. I think we saw a little bit of that same thing with Uriah Hall and Anderson Silva tonight. Is it a little bit of too much respect in those first couple rounds? But with the difference between uh, Gegard and 
and um, Douglas Lima is that Uriah, or not Uriah, but uh, Gegard's chin is a lot better than Anderson Silva's. And so yeah. that's what the difference was, is that when Gegard got hit, he was still there. And every time your, yeah. Anderson got hit, he went down. And so that, that becomes a confidence builder. And then also, too, with Gegard Musasi, there was people that were texting me pictures of him at the airport the next day. He was in a wheelchair. Oh, he, he, he was yeah. Being, yeah, he was rolled up. He was rolled up to his gate. He was put, being pushed around. He wasn't able to walk. And so that lets you know that the, the Lima has the effect on people. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, Rory McDonald will never be the same fighter because he's fought him twice. Gegard, we don't know the extent the the damage in which he took. I think I think that Rory's damage was a lot more, but you can see how big a little more. Yeah, but in his in Rory's his whole muscle or whatever was torn off the bone, and basically every time he gets kicked there now, he'll never be the same. It'll flare up really quick, one or two kicks, maybe even three, and he could he could be in a, a butt scooter like jiu-jitsu, you know, for Rory McDonald. As far as with Gegard. I don't know, but then also too, Gegard's fought the who's who in every aspect of this sport, from heavyweight to two hundred five, being a champ at two hundred five, being the champ at one eighty five. He's fought everyone, and I actually thought, and I said this multiple times on the record as well, that I thought he was gonna just walk right through Douglas Lima, and I think once Gegard felt the power of the kicks, the power of the hands, and realized yep. it was a little harder to take him down than he thought, and didn't want to end up using up all that energy. And ended up stuck on his feet, gassed out. And once that happened, not being able to move, not being able to move, not being able to pop, have pop in his in his in his punches. You know, speed to check that kick or speed to move out of the way for, from getting kicked. All those things. I think I agree with you hundred percent that once Lima goes back and watches that fight, he's gonna go, shit. Yep, I could have did it. I could have done it. But we saw the same exact thing in the Roy McDonald first fight. He yeah, showed him, showed him too much respect. Well, he gave him so much respect in the first two rounds of that fight, and then he won the next two rounds, in my opinion, when I was watching it. And then in the fifth round, you know, Rory shot a really way outside, shoots the double to try to and gets him down. And Douglas made no real efforts to get up. He gave him the, a round that was the round that was going to determine the fight, in my opinion. Showed no. Uh, you know, urgency in that entire process. And that's kind of what I saw in this fight with Gegard. And, and just like, you know, when he came back and he fought Rory the second time, he won every round of the fight because yeah. he brought the fight to Rory. You know, he was the one controlling the distance. He was the one controlling when the engagements occurred. He did it all. And that's, that's what won him the fight. And I think he's going to go back and look at it and go, he's going to be hitting the ground saying, son of a bitch. Just because the opportunities were there. He yeah. just wasn't pulling the trigger on it. But happens. You know, Gegard deserves that title. You know, he's a great fighter. He's he's incredible when you think about, like you said, everybody that he has competed against, the different weight classes that he's competed in, the championships in multiple promotions in multiple weight classes. The guy's done it all. He is still a stud. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I, look, He's gonna look back. He's gonna regret it. But then I think also too, now that he know he belong, he knows he belongs there. Those guys at one eighty five, the size is not a factor. It doesn't make doesn't make a big difference. I don't know other guys at one eighty five that would have any a whole lot of success against him. Give, give me some guys in our in our division in Bellator, Dave, the one eighty five pound division. 
for Bellator. If we who would give up, Douglas Lima problems? Le- I mean, Gegard just went five rounds with him, had a hard time mm-hmm. taking him down, was almost basically carried out of the cage because of his leg. <laughs> I mean, if we're looking at our 185-pound division, I, I don't know. Fabian Edwards, maybe just because of the speed, would give him a little bit of a problem. Well, Fabian's coming off of a loss. You know, Van Steenis is out of the equation because that's yeah, that's Gegard's stable mate. No, I'm talking about Lima. I'm talking about Lima. Oh, well, I'm talking about if Lima was to go up, John Salter would be the one that would give him the hardest problem. John Salter is the guy that that Gegard's really calling out. And I would love to see Castillo Van Steenis versus versus Lima. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. (laughs) That would be a good fight. Fabian Edwards against Lima would be fun because Fabian. I think Douglas would change his game plan, and I think, you know, he would introduce his own wrestling takedowns in that fight. So it'd be it would be completely different. But there's a couple guys in there. But Lima could could honestly look and say, man, if I go into 185, I can step right in there and be one, at least in the top five easily with any of them. So yeah, for sure. I, I don't know of a lot of guys that would be able to do a whole lot to him. Um, Eblen looked pretty good this uh, this last weekend against Taylor Johnson. Johnny um, Eblen looked great. Yeah, he looked good. And then, I mean, out of the other guys that are in that bracket, I mean, like, scroll down a little bit, Dave. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind really seeing the Machida fight. Look, the problem with Machida is that he, there's a lot of stick and move, stick and move. And and we've seen before in the past with um, with Lima. He he just wants the fight to happen. He wait. He'll stand right in the center. He'll try to kick the legs and he'll go, but he won't chase after it and make it happen. So if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna be there to fight, which Machida has that stigma a little bit of sticking and moving, I don't know if that'd make for a great fight between the two. Mm-hmm. Salter, I think, would maybe get an edge on him because of his wrestling, the way he—that's all he does. Like, there's not a whole lot of stand-up involved. It's wrestle, 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 and he's got it for three rounds. He'll wrestle the shit out of you for three rounds. So uh, outside of that, Anatoly Tokov—that's another one. That's, a tough that's the one that I look at, Anatoly Tokov. That's the guy that really, in my opinion, he should be fighting Gegard next, not John yeah. Salter. And not that I have anything against John Salter. He's a great fighter. But if you're taking a look at record-wise and everything, Tokov has come in and he's beaten everybody they've put yeah. in front of him, and he deserves that shot. 28-2 Tokov is, man. Yeah. He's tough, too. He's really tough. Yeah, I think that would probably be the fight to make right there. I don't know if they'll do it or not, but I I want to know how long it's going to take Gegard to get be able to walk again. A while. Oof, oof. I mean, outside of that, what other fights did you like on that card? Well, I actually enjoyed the Gertz versus Corrales fight, but obviously one of the judges was watching another fight during that entire 15 minutes because although I love Brandon Gertz, you know, he hardly was able to touch Henry Corrales in that fight. Two of the judges had it 30-27 for Henry Corrales like they should have. And one judge had it 30-27 for Brandon Gertz. And you got to ask yourself, yeah. what in the world are you looking at? Yeah. It's embarrassing. You know, there's just no way. I had my phone was blowing up from other judges out there saying, what, <laughs> what in the world? Sorry. is he thinking because it was just it, it's not there you you don't give credit for people that are, are coming forward trying to land shots but when they're not landing it doesn't mean anything it's what lands and what has effect and henry corrales for the most part 
he ate up the front leg of Brandon Gertz. Yeah. You know, he ate that thing up to the point where Gertz was having problems moving on it. And he just counter struck and landed clean shots throughout. When he attacked, he was still successful. It was a clean, easy fight. It's on his record as a split decision. And it really doesn't matter because it's a win. Yeah. But it's someone's going to look at that and think, oh, that that fight, you know, was that close that one of the judges went no it wasn't that close yeah we we that same judge gave another fighter uh a split decision also earlier in the night i believe and it was uh it was wrong yeah i mean but i mean th they'll get it figured out they get it sorted out every time and it just takes time i mean outside of that there was some there was some good fights on the card itself cody law is the future i think 135 pounds he had a very impressive uh, performance he opened up the night with a quick submission and uh, I thought he performed really well. He came from ATT. Uh, Dan Lambert came up to us, you know, right before he fought and said he's the best prospect we have in the whole gym at ATT down there in uh, Coconut Coconut Creek, correct? Yep. Yep. And I was like, oh, really? I said, that's saying a lot. You guys got some really <laughs> good guys down there, guys and girls. And he's like, no, he's the best prospect we have in the whole gym. And I was like, wow. So when I saw when I was actually you made you were talking about earlier in the week. But that made me more anxious because I was like, ah, John, he doesn't really know what he's talking about. So <laughs> when I heard Dan Lambert say it, I was like, all right, I get it. I get it. Um, Adam Boric, I mean, he's just good. Technically, yep. he's good. Eric Sanchez made a good fight of it. Um, you, Eric Sanchez fought great. Fought a good fight. But just didn't pull the just, trigger enough. He I, he was having success when he was throwing it, but Adam was a, like a step ahead. Just You could tell the he power. He was getting difference. hit a lot. He was getting yeah. hit with shots. I mean, when you're getting hit with shots, you're coming in and you're trying to attack and the guy's countering you and he's landing makes it tough yeah. slows you down and saying i want to do that again yeah the power was the difference i think yep. adam would throw a kick and it would move speed sanchez was the back difference. i think so too the same yeah, thing i think the speed was a was a factor in it yeah so but John i thought uh dalton rasta that fight good fight good dalton fight. rasta looked good that guy at 3 and 0 you know tight worders a good He's a solid fighter, man. He's yeah. a good athlete. You can see it. And Dalton Rasta, we talked about possibly, you know, we had seen him at when he was at 205 because he's come down to 185. He he got tired. You know, yeah. you could see that he was he had and it was a two-round fight. You could tell that he was starting to breathe. Not at all. In fact, I talked to talked to him about it and he goes, Oh, that will never happen. He goes, I could have gone five rounds. He says, I will never get tired in a fight again ever. Yeah. I was like, well, you didn't because I was watching your diaphragm man, and no problems yeah. at all. He goes, I felt great in there. So, yeah, that was one of the things I commented on during the um, during the broadcast was I was like, he's known for going hard in the first round, second round slowing down, and the third basically trying to survive. You know, I mean, he had never really got to the third of yeah. this fight, but I'm saying like you could tell like towards the end of the second, mid second, he's not at the same pace that he would normal was in the first round. So, um, good fight. I thought Sabah Hamasi fought a great fight. Oh, he looked good. He looked good. Smart. I mean, I know good. Vol Volker's not on the Volker's been through a lot, man. He's been through some yeah. wars. He's been fighting for a long time. I mean, the time has passed. I get it. But it's like, you know, you're out there making, you know, he's trying to make his, uh, trying to make his comeback, I guess, in the, in the bigger promotions. And just Sabah Hamasi just had, he just was on point that night. He was everything he did was a step ahead and he had confidence grooming and he was just going and it was it was very impressive we've got a good little uh group of young talented fighters that are coming up we just signed a ton of new russians that uh and a couple guys from the uk and a couple from brazil that are really good 
So, I mean, this is going to be fun to see the young, talented guys that we have now on the roster with the new guys that are coming in. It's going to be crazy to think, man. It's going to be crazy to see these young, talented guys. Johnny Eblen had a great fight against Taylor Johnson. There was a couple good exchanges in there. Um, but the wrestling told the story, the whole thing. Eblen just out-wrestled him, outworked him, and was able to just control the position at every step. Taylor Johnson was doing a lot of good, you know, when he would he was rolling for, uh, you know, some leg attacks just never got it completely <laughs> it was at one point even talked to us yeah we were talking on the broadcast and you know talking about you know hey those slams that johnny eblin getting picked up and slammed down and you know it starts to burn you and starts to gas you out and taylor justice yeah so does the weight cut it's <laughs> <laughs> like well yes sir it does yes overall there was there was some really good fights in there and the the main event with you know gay guard and uh douglas maybe didn't live up to some people's expectations we kind of thought that it was going to be maybe a little bit different in some ways but it had it had its impact in seeing how the fight shifted from gay guard dominating it to in the end lima is he's learning hey i i can be with this guy i'm good i can it just needed more time in it yeah yeah, I was getting texts. Uh, Shab hit me up, and he's just like, "Man, you called it, dude." He's like, "He he's just getting beasted right now in the first round," and I, and I didn't reply back. You know, I was just like, "Let's see how this rest of this plays out." And then as it went on, I was just like, "Wow!" Like Douglas proving that he can stop takedowns against a bigger guy, but the problem was he just didn't have the confidence to throw the rest of what he needed to get after. He was so afraid of being taken down because I got to tell you right now, you saw in the first round once he got taken down, there was no way of him getting back up. And so he didn't want that to happen again. So he was very um, cautious with his kicks. He was stingy with them. He was like, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to pick and choose when I throw them, which was good and had an effect. But when you get into that fourth and fifth round, you got to let them go, man. You got to let the hands go too. Sometimes he was just raw dogging the kicks, and that's what was getting him close to push the fence or getting taken down. So those type of things, I understood why it didn't live up to the hype that I wanted it to live up to. Yeah. But when I look at it, the overall picture of it, you just went five rounds and that person got carried out pretty much of the cage with someone who's, I guess you could say, is probably in the close top 10 pound for pound, maybe 15, you know, but he's also, you know, of all the champ time. of all. Yeah, and he's good, man. He's good. All the guys that he's fought. Gegard's fought everybody. And to think yep. that, he, you know, a 170 pounder going up to 185, able to make him able to make able to make him go five rounds and struggle and then be carried out of the cage, you know, and next they'd be rolled up to his airplane in a, in a wheelchair. Like well, one of the, one know. of one of the impressive things about gay guard, when you you go and you look at his record, because now he's what 47, seven and two. Okay. That's crazy. But you know, and people are big into talking about, you know, the UFC mm -hmm. and the quality of fighters and stuff. So if you look at his fights against people that, were either in the UFC at the time or that fought in the UFC, maybe not against him in the UFC, but at some point, because Mark Hunt obviously fought in the UFC, but didn't fight Gegard in the UFC. But if you go and you look at all those people, I believe that he fought, he's fought against 24 people that have fought in the UFC. I think his record is in that is 24 and three. Now he had beaten Jacare when they fought in dream. And then he lost a decision to Jacare when they fought in the UFC. So, but every fighter that he's ever lost against, because it, you know Jacare would be one. Uriah Hall, he was he was just annihilating Uriah, and Uriah hit him with a spinning heel kick and finished him off. They stopped the fight, 
but he came back and he beat you right. He, Leota Machida beat him in the UFC. Then he's gone back and he's beaten Leota Machida. Those are the three losses that mm-hmm. he had. If you're taking a look and you go, take a look at those guys and look at all the wins he had in the UFC against guys that were champions and stuff. He's a stud. Yeah. You know, and he's just an impressive fighter, especially the way he walks in because he's the, he's the skinny man's Fedor. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks in with the same, you know, because, you know, like he just woke up, got a little bed head to going sometimes and just walks in and, you know, oh, I'm supposed to be in this corner. Thank you. And he walks over to his corner and usually it's like hardly gets his heart rate up. You know, he's incredible. Yeah. No, he's got, he got, he's got that Fedor feel to him. He just walks out, you know, nothing really changes reaction. He's always super respectful to people. You know, he just, just, he's look, I'm here to collect my check. I'm here to fight, collect my check, man. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, the business to him, no doubt about it. It should be taken that way. Absolutely. Like there should be no hard feelings. Like, look, you it's win some. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. And, and look, and I and I've said this a bunch of times. In ten years, when you're done fighting, no one's gonna give a shit who you are and what you did. Okay, it's very rare. Like you know, sure, G- GSP and uh, GSP still relevant. But I'll just be honest. Like guys like John Jones, right? Because of all the things he's done throughout his career, people will be quick to forget him when he's done. They're gonna be like, look, you, you've been tainted with all the other stuff. You know, it's like when he's gone, they're gonna be like see you later he i don't think people really talk about him people will always talk about gsp because gsp carried himself with class carried, he was always a competitor and he's also one of the original guys too he was kind of the one that kind of catapulted into that next generation of mixing things up very well he not only was good on the feet but he was good on the ground he had very good wrestling and he grew into the wrestler as well it's it's very hard to train someone to be uh, especially when you're an older man you'll hear you'll hear a top level wrestler say you cannot teach a grown man how to wrestle well gsp oh. gsp pulled that proved that wrong but i mean That's it's it. it's kind of is true though like if you try to teach any other normal person you know hey you can't like to wrestle at the level that which gsp was doing it it's yeah. very hard it's very hard and the dedication that he had to have shown to, to get to that level is phenomenal. And so, well, you're in fact, you're, 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 uh, your teammate for a while there, Josh Koscik used to say that all the time. No, I ain't worried no. about, I ain't worried about that guy's wrestling. You can't teach a grown man to wrestle. No, I know. And I, I, I want to, I, I did the first Josh versus St. Pierre fight that they had. Yeah. It was a three round fight back then. It wasn't for the championship. Yeah. Josh Koscheck had a double leg takedown where he had GSP up at his shoulder height mm-hmm. up in the air and never got that takedown. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a guy that just learned how to wrestle as a man. Because, yeah. Man, he looks so good in it. You could you the look on Koscheck's face when he finally they finally separated was like, How in the hell did yep. you not? freaking end up on your back that whole camp he had happened that whole camp kashik used to say it's like he he would leave early on wrestling day sometimes he wouldn't even show up he's like no he's like he can't he's not gonna out wrestle me it was almost like a mental thing for him to say like if i don't even if i don't go to wrestling like because i don't think he's even gonna be able to stop he's not gonna be able to step on takedown and i was thinking to myself man why is he not here and a lot of us were talking like that but it just when it came fight time it was it didn't it just didn't pan out you know, but I mean, like with guys like GSP, um, you can teach that grown man how to wrestle. But you, it's I mean, when you're talking about a, the normal person on the street, or even even someone who's a superior athlete, they have to have the dedication to get it. You can't just be an athlete and still learn it. You have to have the dedication to do yeah, it. That that's the big difference. Yeah, so it's that's hard. The big difference. Um, what Let's else? Feel good. Let's, uh, well, let's let's go over the fights tonight. Let's, yep. 
let's talk about let's go anderson silva and uriah hall what did you see uh come on okay so look i saw a little bit of what i saw with lima like i said earlier when we were talking about lima and gay guard a little bit too much yeah. respect in the first two rounds three rounds right it was three rounds did, yeah. it, go, did it go the four for uriah hall yeah it went four two, it went into the four it's just too much respect i kind of started I was like man if you don't beat anderson like as a promotion you've got to be thinking we're done with done that. we have nothing yeah. we, we have nothing to work with you on like anderson is not the same fighter and if you can't beat a 45 year old or however old he is if you can't beat him then what are we doing here and so there, that that went through my mind until the third round when he was able to drop him i think at the end of the third round you just got to get confidence but then the this is the last thing that stuck in my mind if i'm dana white and you know how Dana White is like, do you want to be a fucking fighter? That, but that's true, like, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be a fucking fighter? That's the question that Dana likes to ask. At the very end, when you're crying and apologizing to Anderson Silva for knocking him out, you're thinking to yourself, I can't do anything with you. That's what's going through my mind. Like, look, you beat him. I wish you the best. Okay. Enjoy retirement. I'm glad I was your last fight and move on. That's what that's what goes through my mind. Not this crying and it was so emotional and I'm sorry. No, no. As a promoter, I don't want like I put you with someone else. I'm like I want to see the killer instinct, man. I want to see you get after it. I know I've had conversations with guys like Mike Kogan, Sean Shelby, Rich Chow. I, I've had these conversations. Like, look, this guy's really, really good. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the killer instinct. So when he rocks someone, he admires his work or he just or he just doesn't know when it is that he's rocked them and gets after them. Like, oh, I got him. Get after him. No, I want to see that. Uriah Hall doesn't have that. He never has. That's the whole. And he and Uriah is one of those guys. And I, I love Uriah. He's a good guy. But here it comes. But, well, <laughs> he's got the physical talents and the yeah. tools to be unbelievable. Physically, he's gifted, but he's very similar to like when we used to talk about Vitor Belfort. Gifted physically, but upstairs, and we talk about confidence all the time, he doesn't believe in himself. No. He doesn't believe that he's as good as he is, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to make the mistake that's going to lead him to a loss, and so he never performs to that level sometimes he will have those moments like you know when he had against gay guard when he fought him the first time gay guard was mopping the floor with him but he unleashes this spinning kick it hits and hurts gay guard and he goes after him and gets that's the time you say you need to believe in yourself look at what you can do and a lot of people at that moment they do and it and they build upon it and i just never see uriah building upon it and even this fight he lost the first round. He lost the second round. He was losing the third round until the very end when he dropped Anderson. He hits him with a beautiful freaking, you know, shot over the top. Hits him, you know, basically almost to the back of the ear and hurts him. He wins that round. And then finally in the fourth round, it was that moment in the third that gave him confidence that I, I can win this. And he goes out and he puts him away like he should. Yeah. And you and you would hope that he would take that confidence. And now expand upon it and say, man, look, I can beat anybody as long as I fight, as long as I go out and do it. If I don't win, so what? I will never leave the cage without showing what I can do. I'm not going to limit myself. 
If my opponent can limit my skills by their skills overcoming them, they take me down, things like that, okay. But I can't limit my own skills. That's what Uriah has to get through, and hopefully this fight does it for him. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's just, he's gonna have, like you said, confidence in what he can do. I don't think I. I just I think for him, it's not there. And it's not even so much. Con- it's not confidence. It's just, it's the it's the being afraid. I think to lose on a big stage. I, I really yeah. feel like that's it. That's not confidence. It's just like you're afraid. No, you're that's more, a confidence factor. You're more you're so afraid of losing that you can't perform to win. Yeah, I, I don't know if I I call it more like maybe just ego. Not like in a bad way, not in a bad way. Yeah. Just you don't want to, you don't want to lose. You don't want to put yourself through that of like people criticizing you. But then people are criticizing well, you because you have all this ability that you're not using. Exactly. Well, how many guys have to. you seen? How many guys have you seen that you know what they can do in the gym? You watch them, you train with them, you, you, you see everything that they're capable of. And every time they go out under the lights with a crowd or you know, now in this situation, we'll even say without the crowd, but they go under the lights. They do nothing that they do in the gym. They become a very basic fighter. They don't show the tools that they have in that toolbox. They never pull them out and they lose. And you go, what were you doing? Yeah. You see it all the time. There's, there's those guys. Yeah. I, I don't know. We had a gym full of guys that fucking sucked in the gym and all fucking the lights turned on they well, all performed. and they're paul botello paul botello yeah. was one of them oh, you know what i mean like it's like holy shit the big burrito how the fuck does this guy he got to the ufc title shot against andre arlovsky how the fuck did this guy make it there <laughs> <laughs> the headhunter man. you know what i mean shit but like guys like that you know never you know like he lived with me for a couple months or actually a couple of years actually to be honest I'd always find hot sauce underneath my couch. <laughs> I like paper plates of just hot sauce and like, yeah, he would just put instead of taking the the plate to the actual sink, he would just push it out of the couch. I was like, where did all my fucking plates go? And he was like, I, I would vacuum and lift the couch and there they were. There like, you go. The house is kind of smelly, man. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Um thought wait. Bryce Mitchell looked really good as far as man, he showed heart. He must be cock strong. He must be cock strong because oh, I'll tell you what, man. He pulled off some takedowns against Feely. Feely's got good defensive wrestling. He's proved that against a lot of guys. And uh <laughs> Mitchell. Jesus, man. Just is and you you could tell the second round, I don't know how the judges gave that to Mitchell. When he when he took Feely down eventually after being hurt, that was to clear the cobwebs. Now he got close on the Von Flew. It was a nice attempt, but wasn't there, but he got hurt. He got hurt so bad that in the interview, he said, I think I got hit with a flying knee. Did I get hit with a knee? Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't remember it because it rocked his freaking world. <clears throat> and you look and you go, that's why he lost the second round. And one of the judges gave it that way, but he definitely won the fight. And you got to give him credit, man. That The kid is, he's a gamer, man. He just comes to fight. Yeah, he's, he's tough for sure. I don't know what, like, I don't know what feel he does from here, though. Feely's one of those guys that, like, he's fun to watch. I enjoy watching him fight. He's got all the tools. He yep. should have had. He should have been able to stop uh, Bryce Mitchell's takedowns. He did a couple times. When he hit him with the flying knee, um, he went after him, but he didn't go after him with the same type of intensity he should have. He could have got a potentially got him out of there. 
Because there was a Possibly. couple moments there where Bryce's hands were down oh, he by was his hurt. waist. He was he hurt. He was hurt. And so um, that's not normal. I think because of the takedown, he was so afraid of being taken down that he didn't want to take a chance. And so he kept at that range. I, I I would say, you know, people say like, I you know, I wrestled a couple guys that were young when I was younger that were redheaded. We always used to say that they had like that that crazy strength, but we used the, a different word. crazy ginger haired, <laughs> ginger haired farmer strength. strength yeah. Man. I feel like Bryce Mitchell has that type of strength. Also. <laughs> well, he's a farmer, man. Arkansas, yeah. baby. So, he's making Arkansas proud and he got his camo shorts. So. Yeah. It's kind of funny that I'm glad that he finally got his camo shorts, but I mean, yeah. in, 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 in talking about that fight, I thought it was the best fight of the night on the card. I thought, I thought it had, there was a little bit of back and forth. I thought uh, Touchy Feely had uh, what second round? The flying knee was in the yeah. second round, right? Yeah. Good, good, fun, good second round, and then the first and the third I thought went to Mitchell. But it was it was a good fight that was competitive. There was moments there where Feely could have won the fight, and he just didn't. Yep. He wasn't able to get anything done during those moments. But I thought it was a good and entertaining fight. It was the best fight I think on the card. Do Do you think um, Bryce wore the camel shorts so he couldn't get kicked in the nuts? No, I think uh, he's been. Oh my god, yeah. you didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. <laughs> Would you get it, John? <laughs> I didn't get it. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Tell me. He wore camel shorts so that he couldn't get kicked in the nuts. Oh, it's like a camouflage? Yeah. Come on, yeah. Josh. I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I don't understand. I don't uh, understand. <laughs> I don't understand Scottish humor. I don't I don't understand it. It's very strange to me. Anyways. John he sends me all these <laughs> stupid ass like posts and stuff these memes and i'm like what does it mean he's like you don't get it i'm like no no i don't get it no not at all i don't oh you know what i wanted to talk about real quick is dude the legend and icon from your fucking country died today sean connery, sean connery oh, died man. Sean Jesus, connery, I know. Man. but uh, come on think about it one you know the man went out that like the gangster so that he is pussy. Oh, he went out like a gangster, 90 years old, yeah. in the Bahamas, in bed. God bless Sean He Connor. slayed so much Love pussy. That. I wonder. I want to know how many fucking, <laughs> how many, how many supermodels did he bang, do you think? Oh, Jesus. Dude. I love it. I love it. Just uh, one night in his shoes. <laughs> even, even at like 60, 70 years old, that guy was banging like 30, all, 20, all he, 25 year old supermodels. Go, James, James Bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy was even at 70 years old i think that guy was still slaying like 23 year old supermodels oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't doubt it anyways uh greg hardy what'd you think of his performance you know actually i thought his performance was good i really did you at the one time when he, he had uh you know hit uh maurice green maurice green and and put him down in the first round and then when he got off of him i go what are you doing? Yeah. If Maurice Green has a place to win this fight, you know, you can look and say, well, he's got a couple submissions. No, his, his triangle against, you know, Jean was not, you know, Jean just burned himself out and he was dead. So his place to win the fight is on the feet. So when, if I was Rashad in his corner and he's getting up and waving him to stand up, I'm like, what are you doing? Because, <laughs> you know, in the heavyweights, Josh, you know, it can be different with lighter weights, but top position in the heavyweights, man, no one wants to be on the bottom. Yeah. Nobody. You get your head can't go places. And you got a guy that's 280 pounds, which you know that yeah, he you know, Hardy was coming in. He's that big and he's has gravity on his side and hammer fists are coming down. 
all all it takes is one of those to put you unconscious. So, you know, I thought he looked really good there, and I thought when he you know put him down, put him down with a jab, you know, puts yeah. him down with a jab and goes after him again. And, and you know, I I saw Maurice complaining about the stoppage. No, Maurice, sorry. When you dropped the way you did this after you were on the ground and you flopped like that, of course Herb's going to stop that fight. Uh, I'd it's argue just just the way a it happens. Bit. I'd argue just a tad bit, only based on the fact that like you and I have had conversations in the back every time, and my my conversation with you is always the same. You do not stop this fight until I quit moving. He was still moving. And no, he stopped moving at that point. If you go, he did. He's dude. He gets hit with a shot. He goes flip to his side. Little that's suspect. saying you, that now. Yeah. That was a, that, you know what you I need to. If, you might want to. That's your, your idea checked. of moving. You want to get your eyes checked. Look, you know, my eyes, eyes are fine checked. from that distance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we I can, got problems we, with this little print, man. We can we can agree <laughs> to disagree. Uh, no, I thought I mean like, but on it, it wasn't going Maurice Green's way, and you could tell that the uh, confidence was getting less and less as the fight was going on for Maurice Green. He was just so afraid of the power, which he should have been. She respected yeah. it, and then he just uh, it wasn't there. Dave, can you pull up the heavyweight division for the? Well, you know what's funny though is we talk all the time. About, you know, people ask what happened to heavyweight. Greg Hardy is the perfect example of what happens with heavyweights yeah because we tell we say all the time well there's the nba and there's the nfl they take most of the really good athletes well greg hardy's a good athlete and proved he you know all pro in the nfl and then comes to fighting and he can fight man he's, he's a good athlete he's strong he's fast he's got power he still makes basic mistakes at times yeah. but he can get through them because of his athleticism so uh, he's a tough dude who does he I'll fight give who does he fight next I like well, to say, you know what? Him and Bagoy would be good. See, I, I think Bagoy has actually the, the type of style he can put Greg on his back. Yeah, because he's got. You, you used to work out around Bagoy. Bagoy's oh. got very good throws. Yeah, if he gets his hands inside and gets his hip, he will hip toss you onto your head. You're right, but Bagoy um, also gets hit. He's open to be hit. Yes, he does. Absolutely. So, I mean, so, one or two shots from Greg Hardy has been proven that guys go down. Now, I yeah. know that Bagoy is also I'm got not a saying I'm chin. not saying that Greg can't can't beat mm -hmm. beat Bagoy. He could beat Bagoy, but Bagoy could beat Greg too. Just depends on who gets their way in the fight as far as where it, where it ends up. Yeah. Uh Walt Harris. Man, Walt Walt needs to get some confidence. Yeah. I, I did not like what I saw in his fight against Volkov. His confidence is right now at a low. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm getting, I'm going up further on the line, but once you get to like, I mean, I, I, I guess you could put him with Junior, Dos Santos, if you really want to catapult him in there. Because what are we doing here? He's, 30, well, he's 34 years old. What are we doing? Who's, what are, who's Junior fighting? He's, he's got a fight coming up. I thought he just lost recently. Yeah, he's got a fight coming up. I know he's... He'll be fighting in the next couple of weeks. Here, so. Dave's Dave's fingers going a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> he's trying to find it, baby. He's fighting. Uh, he's fighting um, Cyril Gain. Cyril Gain. Yeah, Cyril Gain. That's right. Interesting. Yeah, he's got three he losses. Did, in a row. did just fight in August, though. Yeah, he just lost to uh, yeah. Rosenstruck. Yeah. Rosen Biggie boy. Biggie boy. Biggie boy. <laughs> From now on, We're I'm gonna call him Biggie boy. We were talking about him that's with a, his trainers. That's just, great, uh, Biggie Boy. The other day, I love it. We were doing King good, Mo, man. King Mo, Biggie Boy. Yeah. That's, that's it. Great. That's great. Um, yeah, I want to see. I want to see Greg Hardy. Like, what are we doing here? Greg Hardy's what thirty four. What are we doing? Yeah. 
What are we doing? Well, it's, they are they, they already put him against Volkov. He yeah. went the distance with Volkov. That was short notice. Which, two weeks later, I get it. Let's give him a full camp for a real talented guy. Yeah, Let, let's go, buddy. He's almost thirty-two. Let's go. Oh, there. I thought I thought I heard them say he was thirty-four today, but maybe, maybe he is thirty-two. Okay, but still thirty-two. What are we doing? Like that's that age where like you're still kind of in your prime. Let's yeah, he's let's, in his prime. Let's give you a little bit but of. But he's something. still learning. I understand. He's still I understand. I do. And I like it. I like the fact that you know what he's actually kind of grown on me. I, I don't like him as a person, just like I don't like John Jones as a person. But I can still admire what their growth is. Their growth is in the cage, and then how much uh, they how how well they they fight. I love watching John Jones fight. Love it. You know, because um, he's phenomenal. Yeah, I don't have to like him outside the cage to like to watch him fight. And with Greg Hardy, I definitely don't like anything about him outside the cage. But I actually enjoyed watching his fight tonight. I wanted to see more out of Maurice Green. Didn't get it. But I also want to see a little bit of step up in competition for him. I want to see, you know, give him in that whoever I brought up earlier. Give him give him one of those fights. You know, I mean, uh, let's see him let's see him step to that next level. At 32 years old, you know, you have that that heavyweight division, 32, 34. With his punching power, he dropped him today with a jab. Uh-oh. With with his punching power, let's go. Let's and Maurice go. Green's a good stand-up fighter. He fought in yeah. glory. He he can stand up and fight. So yeah, but we know kickboxing is different than MMA. Small gloves, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, everything's different. Big difference. So. Um, look the the fight. Uh, you know, I will kind of. I won't take it back. Um, I thought the Mitchell and Feely fight was still fight of the night, but I also thought uh, Tiago Moises and Bobby Green was a great fight. You disagree with the decision? Just a tad. It wasn't a robbery. Yeah, it's close. It no, close. close. It wasn't a robbery. Um, I felt the same way as well. I actually thought Tiago won. I wanted Bobby to win, but I thought Tiago won just barely. Uh, it all really all came down to how you scored that first round. I yep. I had Tiago slightly edging him in the first round, but I could, wouldn't have been upset if Bobby would have got it. Had Bobby obviously won in the second round, and I had uh, Tiago won in the third. So, but like, yeah, that's kind of I think how they kind of judged it also. Yeah, uh, which lets you know that my judging is a little bit better than yours. So I just <laughs> want to confirm what everyone understands. You guys watching yeah, yeah. at home? Yeah, guy, we've we've seen that. The guy who wrote the rules <laughs> doesn't follow the rules. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Anyways, good stuff. I mean, like, on it was one of those like, hey, just close fight. No, when you have a you know a fight like that one, as as the fighter in Bobby Green or as the fighter in Tiago, you can't be upset when it goes yeah. to the other guy because. It was close, and you let it be close based upon your actions in the cage. You have that kind of fight; it can go to the other guy. I just want if I could critique if I could critique Bobby just a tiny bit. Kick, buddy, just kick. Like today, you seemed like you didn't seem your fast self today. He seemed a little off. Like he seemed a little slower. Things were. It was only ones and twos. There was no three punch. It, something was mostly off. one. Yeah, it mostly was just like one, one shot. And you move his head back, maybe another one right after. I want to see a little bit more. I know you got it in you. We've seen it the last two, two, uh, two fights, three fights in a row. Three fights. Yeah, we've seen it in you. I felt like maybe he just, like, I think the three fights in a row. A little burned out. Yeah, maybe a little burned out. He seemed a little slower, maybe a little overtrained. I don't know. He just seemed a little slower today. A little burned. You know, 34, he's still in his prime. Like, that 34, that 34 to 35 is when you start to feel like, yeah. So you got to be starting. He's got us. I got to tell you. <clears throat> honestly that age 33 34 35 is when you need to start making little tiny tweaks to your training schedule to make sure that you stay on point you stay fresh less is more that kind of situation when i was younger 
more was more. You know, it was like go, go, go. But that 33, 34, 35 was less is more. And I started doing half days in the middle of the week on Wednesday, still trained on Saturday, but only did like a half day on Saturday and not two full workouts. Like you, just, he's got, I think make a little, he seemed a little, a little slow, a little lethargic today. Something seemed a little off. He wasn't the same speed, same com- like, I'm not confidence, but he has, confidence oh, yeah, the confidence. All day he has confidence all day long, but it was the same. It wasn't the same speed and it wasn't the same, like, um, just putting things together. Just the combinations weren't there. It was like one, one, two, knee, kick. He didn't have that. There was moments there where he punched. He got to the clinch, got him against the fence. And then he sometimes like took, when he did take him down, he let him get right back up. Like no sagging him to his hip like he sometimes does. Like no like putting on the head, getting on the head, keeping him down. He just let him get back up to his hands and knees and back up to his feet. I'm like you just wasted all that energy. He just got hopped right back up. Why? So there was little things that he just didn't do in this fight that we've seen him do in the last three fights. And so, I don't know. I just I, I feel bad for him because I feel like maybe four fights in, in a year is a little much. He's probably just a little burned out. Yeah, that, the, the four fights in a, in a short amount of time, that's for the 23 to 28, 29-year-old yeah. guys. <laughs> you get a little bit, yeah, you can slow it down a little bit. It's nice to make the money, but. Yeah, I, the one thing I kept on, you know, he was doing so well at times and he was hurting Tiago that he was putting, you know, his hands way up yeah. and it's like, man, hit the body. And he did a couple of times, but yeah. those elbows were up and out and you're going, it's open for you. And that's where kicks, yeah, you know, that front kick, the toe kick to the solar plex area, all of those, man, they add up to just slowing a guy down to the point where he doesn't recover. He doesn't get that second win when he's, you know, takes a step back. So. Those those were little things that he could have done a little bit different too. But overall, you know, hey, he fought he fought his heart out, and so did uh, Thiago. And it's one of those fights where both guys. I'd like to see them both win, but you can't have it. It was a good fight, though. It was a good fight. I, I was uh, I would say it was probably my second favorite fight of the, of the card. Uh, I thought Alex Hernandez looked good. I thought he looked oh, impressive, just... but I don't think his opponent brought much to the table. The speed, no, the I, strength. I mean, I'm not I saying like he's not Chris, good. But... He's just Chris is Chris is the guy that gets you on the ground and he's got that impressive ground game. But in the stand, he's just not a fast fighter. He's a tough dude, man, and he takes shots. You but you can only take so many, and you could see just the speed difference yeah. between Hernandez and Chris. And it, that was you know, you 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 can only take so many shots before they affect you. And he got hit with the kick to the head, and when that you saw him nasty. take and wipe his his forehead off, you go. That's not a good sign, yeah. you know, because he's he's looking to see if it cut him to that, which means that it hit him pretty hard, mm-hmm. you know. And then shortly after that, that fight was over. So yeah, but Hernandez yeah. looked good. He was dominant like, he looked, performance, he, fast. He was coming with a lot of a lot of shots, little up, little bit down. Did a lot of different things. He had Chris guessing the whole time. Yeah. All right, well, look, I, I want to talk, uh, I guess, just real quick. Look, uh, before we get into the next part, we're going to talk a little bit about Bellator's main event next week. But before we do that, let's go right into mybookie.ag, mybookie.com. You guys use the promo code Wayne in. They will double your first investment. So your first deposit in there, if it's $100, they'll give you another $100 to match. If you go all the way up to $1,000, they'll give you another $1,000. So you guys can go ahead and have an extra $1,000 to gamble with on their dime. And you guys can thank us, but you got to use that promo code Wayne in. And they cover everything. They even have uh, bidding odds for the election. So go to mybookie.ag, mybookie.com. Goes to the same spot, but mybookie.ag. 
is the place to go and look up all the uh, betting odds. They got everything. MMA, baseball, football, basketball. They've got it all. So check it out. Use our promo code Wayne. And did you bet on anything? <clears throat> yes, I did. did. Yes, I, I did. did. Yes, I did. I, I can't. Did. I can't tell you, At, though. Trump in the first round by TKO. What? Trump in the first round by TKO. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nerd. <laughs> what a dork. Let me see. I'm up. Uh, what do I got? What the heck? Oh, it takes a while. I, I, it must take a while to clear. Does it? I actually, I actually took Alex Hernandez over Chris. I knew he was going to win that fight, but I had, to, I had to give a lot of money to get a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, the odds were not with me, but it was like one of those. Ah, oh no, I, I didn't bet on happen. the. I didn't bet on these fights here. I didn't bet on. These I fights did. here. Okay, yeah. I'll have to take a look and see what's going on. So, okay, so next week Bellator has Corey Anderson making his debut Corey against Anderson. Melvin Manoff. Let's talk. No mercy. Let's talk. I'm not. I'm, I'm not too. I'm not too happy with the fight. No. No. I. I can tell. tell me you, why. I can tell you get a little cringe there in your face. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just. I, I. I. Look for Melvin. I think this is kind of like he wants to see if he still belongs, if he's still there. And I. I don't want to be a critic, but it's just not. It's not the fight that I wanted to see. I'm just like, ah, you're talking to a guy like Corey Anderson, who's a good wrestler. He's a mountain of a man. And Melvin Manoff is a 185 pounder. It could potentially make 170, but he fights at 205. He's got dynamite in his kicks. He's got power in his hands. Yep. But he's also Still. he's also older, and been touched a lot. And we've seen and we've seen that he kind of like we saw tonight with Anderson Silva. I think we could see that eventually tonight, and we can see that again for this fight for him. It's just the age, man. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Whew. If it hits your chin, <laughs> sometimes it's over. And we yeah. saw that tonight with Anderson. It's, as much as I like, I just, I just, I didn't want to. I don't want to see people get to that level. You know, like just, just yeah. walk away, go. Well, you don't, you don't want to see the guys that were heroes. And Melvin Manhof in Pride, he was a hero. Yeah. That dude was crazy good. And then he came to Strike Force, and he was still kind of crazy <laughs> and crazy good. And he had that fight with Robbie Lawler. He's killing Robbie's legs. I mean, just eat him up. And he gets hit with the big shot. And he's had, you know, he's he's two and zero oh in his last two fights. He beat Kent Competent in an actually really good fight where he got hurt and he came back and he mm -hmm. he hurt uh, Competent and he he won a decision and then he won his next fight against Yannick with a with a guillotine choke. Mm -hmm. So you're looking, you go, well, he's two and zero oh in his last two fights. He's actually fought very well. But you look and you say, I don't want to, I don't want to see him lose. No, I want to see him go out on those wins, and and that's when guys get older. Uh, it's just me, I guess, but I don't want to see him lose. Well, here's my I don't want to see Melvin lose, and my, I think he will against Corey. Can you pull up the two hundred fives for Bellator? We're, like after this fight, let's just say he wins. Where does he go? Where's Melvin he or Corey? No, Corey. Mel Melvin. I think Melvin just retires. Yeah, I think if you, I think he's kind of think. I think Melvin's on that John Fitch thing right now. Like I'm gonna fight. John was gonna fire. John Fitch was gonna retire three fights ago, four fights ago. Yeah, and he actually kept said, winning. He yeah, he's like he got a draw. He said he was gonna. He said he was gonna retire with the Jake Shields fight when he fought New Year's Eve in New York. I'm gonna retire. Then he won. Then he went out and he fought again. Then he won. Then he went and fought again and he won. He's like, then he had a draw with Roy. He's like, wait a second. All right, I'll fight one more time. It's like one of those things. I think with Melvin, right? It's like okay, I'm going to retire as soon as I lose. Every talk we've I've had with him is like, okay, I'm yeah, I'm pretty much yeah. This might be my last fight. You never know. But then he keeps winning. And it's like okay, 
it's almost like fighters don't they they don't want to leave on a win. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Like you want to leave on a negative note. Leave on a win. It's that feeling of I could do it again. No. No, you can't. Just leave it alone. Yeah. So, um realistically, I I just don't want to see him. I think if I would like to see him fight Carl Albrexen. I would like to see Why? that fight. Corey Anderson and Carl cuz Carl is oh, tough. Oh, Corey, Corey. Corey Anderson. Oh, Carl's not, good. Yeah, not, not yeah. a, I don't know. Not, yeah. Mel Melvin should retire. I, and okay. that's kind of where I'm at with that. I'd like to see that Carl Albrechtson fight with uh, Corey Anderson. That makes for a good fight. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, there's a couple other guys that are probably in that mix. I mean, maybe a Phil Davis fight and maybe a Machida fight somewhere in there. I wouldn't mind seeing that as well. Um, let me see. Scroll back up a little bit. Let me go. Let me see. Keep going. No, that's kind of it, man. That's kind of it. Yeah, those are the two guys. That, I mean, outside of having a fight, um, Nemkov. Yeah, I don't want to see any of those other fights. I mean, Grant Neal. Grant Neal's tough, but he just doesn't have enough experience. If you give him a little bit more, t uh, more time, he's gonna yeah. be good. He's gonna be good. Yeah. So, um, that's it, man. Those are the two guys. Phil Davis. You see, Phil Davis, maybe Machida. Give him someone that can stand, someone that can strike, someone that can stuff takedowns. Those two guys. And then or Carl Albrechtson. Those are the those three guys I would like to see maybe Corey fight next before he fights for the title. That's I, I, I cannot I cannot in my mind go Melvin Manoff and then title shot. No. I'd like to see him fight, you know, even Liam McGeary. That would be a fight that okay, yeah. let me see him. Yeah. Former go champion. Former champion, yeah. Yeah. I could see yeah, that. All right. You know, I could see that. But I would like to see more of a like Carl Braxton's tough, strong, durable. Like you know, he's good all the way around. You know, he had a, he gave a good fight to uh, Phil Davis. You know, I mean, I like to, I like to see a little bit of that mix up in there. So I like to see that. And not a lot of people know who he is, Carl. So they're Ooh. like trying to find like video on him or trying to see what he does well. That really lets you know: can you fight at, at all levels, knowing that you don't really know anything about this guy? You know, and he's tough. He's good. He's he's good all the way around. He's physically strong. So, I mean, that, that would make for a fun fight. Yeah, Those that would be. That would be a good fight. Um, Derek Anderson and Mota, you That's like this fight. fight. I like that fight. Achilles Mota's good, man. Yeah. He's only had one loss in, what, 13, 14 fights? Yeah. Uh, he attacks the legs really well. He's got good stand-up. He's got, he's got actually good ground. Um, you know, I just look at Derek Anderson. Derek's that, he's that crazy California surfer. <laughs> that he's what Derek and I sort of got, this is my idea. Derek Anderson is what becomes a Navy seal. <laughs> he's that yeah. kid that grew up in Southern California that was surfing his whole life. That is crazy. Can, will go and do all these things. And when you put him in the situation of fighting, he just is got that. Well, let's go and sets his feet and starts banging. Even when it's not the right thing for him to do, because technically physically he's better than his opponent. And he'll still get in the brawl because, oh, I'm going to prove to you, I, I don't back down. And and that's yeah. what he does. He's really a good fighter, man. And he's got, you know, multiple wins against uh, Pitbull. You know, he beat Patricky twice. Uh, he's beaten, you know, other really good, you know, guys. So he's, you know, coming off, he was supposed to fight Paul Daly yeah. at 170 pounds. He's supposed to fight Paul MVP. Make weight. Supposed to fight MVP. That one fell through too. So he doesn't care who he fights. I, I love Derek Anderson. Yeah, the, he is just crazy. 
the only knock on him is that he's always hurt. That's yeah. his, that's his biggest problem. I don't know why and how he always gets hurt, but he's been booked for three fights now, and all three fights have fallen through. He actually had made weight, and Paul Daly had made weight also and started cramping up right after the weigh-ins, and then just pulled from the fight. So the fact is, is that like he's been ready the last two fights, and this fights just haven't been able to happen. They haven't come to fruition. <clears throat> um, he's good. He's good all the way around. Yes. And then Achilles Mota is is twelve and one. I mean, and I I think it's gonna be probably one of the best fights of the night, if not the best fight of the night. And you've also yep. got uh Anglicus versus Polizzi. That should be a barn burner as well. Anglicus is eight and one, and you've got Anglicus looks like Mr. Clean. Mr. He's bald, <laughs> built like a brick shit house, and just keeps coming forward. But Polizzi, man, Polizzi's got good wrestling. He's got good stand-up. Polizzi came in, you know, got his first win in Bellator, put on a great performance in a fight they weren't too sure he could he could win, man. He looked good. That's yeah. a really good matchup. Yep. That's I mean, those those are the two main fights that I'm looking forward to seeing. I mean, I was I was actually kind of looking forward to seeing Allison Vanniford fight again. Uh, but apparently his opponent just fell off as of recently. Yeah, I'm not sure. Against Chris happen. Curtis. So we'll see if somebody else is able to step in there and fight. Um <clears throat> We'll see, man. I mean, but that that card, I, I think right now what's going on, like this last UFC, to me, honestly, not a whole lot of name value, not a whole lot going on. This card right here as well. You have Corey Anderson, but then like the rest of the card is, is you know, we could have, we could have, I think because we got put into a situation where Showbox moved into and, and left this weekend coming up yeah. and uh, they're now down in uh, Houston. The, they're San in Antonio, Alamo, I think. Yeah, they're in San Antonio, San Antonio. Almodone, right? Yeah, because so they have there. the uh, the uh, Giovanta Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz. It's tonight. That's tonight on pay per view. Check it out if you guys can. Yeah, check it out if you guys can. That's gonna be a good, good fight. Well, I think it's gonna be over by the time this podcast comes. Oh, is it? You think? Sorry, I thought it started at yeah. nine. Is it nine o'clock or eight o'clock? You said by the time the podcast comes out. Oh, you know, podcast comes out. I'll snap yeah. my fingers, yeah, yeah. Josh. That's not how the editing process works. Come on, Dave. Quicken it up. <laughs> Time to bring somebody else and they could do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday uh, or not, bitch. Just bring somebody else in. Let's go. Uh, take it applications, guys. Send your uh, videos in. Send your applications <laughs> into podcast day. Uh, send them into sure podcast. We'll you know what? That guy didn't make the cut. <laughs> text, <laughs> him. text him to Josh. I'll put his number on my IG. Dave, Dave's uh, like, that guy didn't make the cut. That guy didn't make the cut. <laughs> Oh, it's funny when my employees complain to me, like sometimes they're like, who do I call for HR? I'm like, me, bitch, call me. <laughs> I was like, go ahead and call I HR. HR. I pick, I, I do this to them. I like, hey, someone's calling HR. Hello? Yeah, that, no, no, no. Tell them to go fuck himself. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah, that should be a good fight, man. And Gligas versus Polizzi. And then you've got Derek Anderson versus Mota. And then you've got um, Tyrell Fortune. He's Tyrell his... Fortune is going against Syed Soma, who actually, well, Soma is um, man, he, he's not a big heavyweight. He's actually only about five foot eleven. I don't even think he's six. Whoa, foot. whoa, whoa! Calm down, calm down. I'm only five ten and a half. Calm down. <laughs> and and, calm and down. look at the weight class you were in. Yeah, but but he's he's fast. He's super calm when he fights. Uh, he's good off of his back, actually. But you got to figure Tyrell Fortune coming with the wrestling pedigree that he has, and he likes to stand up. You know, it should be an interesting fight. It really should be. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, uh, I 
think, yeah, Soma's coming off. He's the Titan FC heavyweight mm-hmm. champion coming into Bellator now. <clears throat> so he's got some experience and, and some some fights against some really good guys. The only guy he ever lost to was his first fight. He lost oh. to, to tall Steve, Steve Mowry. Ah. You know, and so. It's hard to fight those guys. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think that's why Especially guys, when you're 5'11". Yeah, but when guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then that's why there's guys like, like I think the long lanky guys seem to be the ones that have the most success in in MMA. MMA, yeah. I mean, outside of Khabib, the body Khabib, style. GSP was long and lanky for 170. Um, you know Anderson Silva, and then you have John Jones. Who else is long and lanky? Oh my you know, God! How, how about how MVP? Success. You know, take a look at his style. What he does? Yeah. MVP, you have uh Semi Shilt. He had a pretty successful I'm pretty I would say he was pretty successful. You know, yeah, when he went back to Pride he was. Yeah. You know, you've got guys. I mean, uh Stefan Struve, he was good for a while. I mean, then he had some issues, you know, health issues after that for a little bit, but then he came back. He hasn't been the same since he's come back. But I mean he had a little run there for a bit too. It's that body style. That body style does it, man. I think it's perfect for MMA. I was never blessed with that, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> you know. Uh overall though. That is, we, we yeah. The, I mean, you know, the card's okay. I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see these yeah. young guys that we signed, man. That's what I'm. I'm. I gotta tell you right now. I'm. I'm fucking pumped for those guys. I cannot wait to watch. They're good. Magomed Magomedov. We signed him. Ooh, he's, he's fucking good. good. We've we're we're uh, there's a couple other talks with some other comp some of some other guys that are actually John and I've been raving about. So. We, yep. uh, John actually made the first push for one of the guys, which will he'll remain nameless until we actually get him signed. <laughs> exactly. But this guy is fucking good. Just a stone cold killer that just we're surprised that. Yeah, he just it's I'm I'm excited, man. I think just I'm excited for a lot of these these young guys to come up and I want to see. I want to see how they do in Bellator. And not only that, but I also want to see how Bellator guys look. This is the thing. You could tell. When guys in the UFC, when when Strikeforce guys came to the UFC, you could tell with the UFC guys that have been there for a while, like, I don't need, I don't care. And I had talked to a bunch of UFC guys from the past, and they're like, we don't even watch Strikeforce. We don't even watch those guys. We don't even watch the show. We don't, we don't watch the fights. We don't, unless they had a teammate that was fighting. But when those guys came to the UFC, they had never really seen the guys fight. So they didn't know what to expect. It's easy. I wouldn't say it's easy. But it's a lot easier to fight someone when you watch them fight every show because they're on your they're in your promotion. And so the biggest mistake you can make is by not watching all the other promotions and then watching all the other fighters to see how good they are. Like I, I watch I watch Ryzen. I watch, you know, I try to watch as much one as I can, but it's so hard because of the time change. You know, <laughs> but um I'll try and watch some of the one and then I'll watch some, you know, I obviously watch the UFC. But then I watch all of our Bellator fights because I'm there at all of them. But, I mean, you know, I try to watch whatever I can. I'll go through and watch some of the LFA stuff. I'll try and watch, especially some of the guys that are young and they're so good and talented. LFA's got some good. Yes, they they do. they got some young killers, man. Yes, they do. So, and we just signed one of their champions recently. Uh, The one that uh, didn't get the fight last show against Patricky. Jaleel. Jaleel. Willis. Uh, Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, I wanted to see him, like, Look, there's just, there's so many good guys out there. And the biggest mistake you can think is that like, oh, I don't need to watch those guys. No, you need to watch them all. Because right now, Bellator is trying to push to sign all these guys. And also too with the UFC. 
they're always having new guys come up through the contender series. So yeah. you would be stupid not to watch if you want to advance your career. You're like, oh, I'm number four or I'm number 10 or I'm two fights. And these guys could be in that ranking if they do something like Bryce Mitchell did with the fucking twister. If they hit something that's super impressive, Dana's look at what, what's going on with Chimaev. I was going to say, look three, at Chimaev. He's, he's the instant person you can look at and go. Three fights. Look where he's at. And all these guys he's fighting the number three guy. And all these guys are like, I don't know anything about him. That's the hardest guy to fight because you don't know anything yeah. about him. You're not watching him every fight twice a year, whatever it is. You haven't seen his last 10 fights because he doesn't, he's relatively unknown. The biggest mistake you can make is by not watching these guys come up. Do the bet. Do your research. Look into these guys. The other thing as well is you can learn new things from these young guys that are just reckless and careless. You know, and they'll just do it. Look at the kid uh, Buckley. That's something that we, I don't know if we're going to ever see it again. Land the way we saw it land. But we may see someone try it now. Yep. No, no different than the push kick oh, to you, the face. You like Anderson know, You know that after that fight, the next day in gyms, people were having someone hold their foot <laughs> and they're trying to hit a pad with it. A yeah. spitting kick. It's like, well, it they can were be just done. trying to see if their body would do it. That's what they were trying to see. <laughs> Shit. A um, couple of torn up knees from someone holding the leg too much. Yeah. <laughs> Twisting your own body. John, you live it's, in Tennessee. It's happened. You live in Tennessee. How's the, how's the trick-or-treating out there? I do. How's the trick-or-treating? How's the what? How's the trick-or-treating? You're in the woods. You're in the middle of nowhere. You guys yeah, even, yeah, well, you guys where I'm have at. neighbors? <laughs> yeah, I've got neighbors, man. Where I'm at, there's not. But we're like, my daughter's at. She's here, too. Mm -hmm. They have a ton. And they have like 600 kids show up. Wow. So. Let me, I'm going to rant and rave for just a split second. Go ahead. California sucks. California does It's horrible. Suck. I, I, live there, got, I lived there for 50-some years. I've got neighbor kids that are out there trying to, like, hand out candy. And the kids are arguing with their parents about how they don't want to go inside yet because they haven't had any trick-or-treaters. It's fucking disgusting. I hate this place. I, I'm telling you right now. And you, I know you've been pushing me to move. I got to yep. get the fuck out of here. This is horrible, man. It's disgusting to see that these poor kids, like of all the holidays, it's like I kid, these kids had set up like uh, clear tube ramps from the back of the truck so they could just put candy in and kids didn't have to be six feet apart or six. They could be six feet away still and still get candy. Yeah. And parents are like t trying to plead with their kids like, hey, it's getting it's it's dark. Like, let's go inside. There's nobody coming. For, there's no trick or treating. Da, da, da. Literally, the mailman stopped and saw that the kids were there. He stopped and ran up. It's like, hey, thank you. Trick or treat, trick or treat. And the kids are giving candy to the mailman because there's nobody out there. It sucks here. I, I can see why. Look, I guess you have to think I'm going to rant for a second with the whole California thing. You have to think, guys like Rogan, guys that have lived here, born and raised, Ben Shapiro, born and raised here, other guys, other, and I'm saying, like, sure, these guys are celebrities, they can go move and do whatever the hell they want, but other people that are moving out of the state, this is all they've ever known. Their family is here, and they are packing Fine. up their shit and leaving. That's what what does I that did. tell you? Like, they would rather leave everything that they've ever known. Instead of fucking stay in this state because the politicians have fucked it up. I don't care if you're conservative or Republican. I don't care if you're a Democrat, liberal. I don't care any about anything about that. The bottom line is, is that all politicians in this state have fucked it up so much that it's come to this. That people are Collect leaving collectively. in droves. Collectively. Yeah. They're collectively leaving in droves of yep. everything. Somebody would rather pack up their family and leave than stay by everything that they've ever known. Their grandparents, their home, their grandparents' houses, 
their aunts, their uncles, their cousins, their nephews. They would rather do that than stay here. This disgusting, man. It's disgusting. Anyways, I'm done. That was it. Okay. That was that was my thing. I just wanted to get that out. It just it was it was kind of a little heartbreaking today tonight to see like kids out there trying to like plead with their parents because they wanted to give out candy and no one coming. You know, it's just yeah. it was it was sad. That was a little bit of a reality check for me. It was just like I just got to get out of here. I can't live here anymore. You know, we're going to Tennessee. Tennessee, I yeah. think we are. We're going to move up our podcast, and we're going to move to Tennessee. Come on, baby! Ben Shapiro hit us up. And he's I got like, a Yo, place for you, Nashville. I I talked to uh, who did I talk to the other day? I talked to Tommy Lauren, and she goes, she's like, get out here. She's like, come out. She tried to talk me into also like North Texas, where Georgetown, uh, like North, like right above Austin. She's like, that's a really nice area as well. Uh, and then I have friends in Dallas as well. But Herschel, Herschel Walker tried to talk me into Dallas as well. It's just, it's hard, man. It's really hard. Sure. It I, it's, it's disgusting to see, like, I felt bad for some of the kids and the parents tonight that were, they were out there. Like, nobody came. There was no kids out in the block, no one in the streets. Like, people were set out in their driveways, you know, with, with uh, shovels, like six foot, not six foot, but like those little, oh. you know, those little things that you yeah. pick up trash with? The little, the, yeah, little, the little, like, the grippers. shovel, the grippers, the grippers. or the oh shovel, or like the little shovel things. No, they were, no, no, they were out there trying to give candy to kids so oh parents would feel more comfortable and no one came. And I was just like, man, this, I, I can't, I, I, if I, if you were to have families and kids, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to raise them here. It's just mm -hmm. disgusting. So anyways, we're going to go visit. Tennessee, we're going to go visit Nashville Tennessee in February or March. You are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And me, so I feel like, well, it. you got a place to stay. Yep. Hey, I just heard John invite us. Let's do a family yeah, trip. Yeah, you got it, dude. Let's do man. a family Come trip, on. Dave. Yeah, let's do it. I, I'm going to just be part of your family, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, hey, if you guys uh, check out the odds, the odds will drop probably on Monday for this week's uh, fights that are coming up on mybookie.com or mybookie.ag. Use our promo code Wayne in and you'll get it. They'll double your your first initial deposit. Your very first deposit, they will double. 100 bucks to give you another $100. You'll have $200 to spend. All the way up to a thousand dollars. Check out the odds. The odds are actually pretty good. I actually checked out a bunch of other sites as well to match our odds. They give you a little bit more favorable odds to gamble with and play around with. So check out mybookie.ag, mybookie.com. Go there, use the promo code Wayne in. And uh hey, I'm glad we could send you there. Anything else, John? Yeah, we will have a midweek show coming out somewhere, I guess. Uh, Thursday morning, maybe Wednesday night, somewhere in there. Yeah. So check out that show. We will talk about the UFC coming up with Glover Teixeira against Thiago Santos and everybody else that's going to be on that card. So check us out in our midweek edition. Yeah, you got to be uh, be forgiving of us for the midweek shows because we're doing the best we can. Yes, yeah. The Wi-Fi <laughs> in the hotel is garbage. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to upgrade our camera probably this uh, the next week or two for our midweek shows. We're throwing those shows out there, but we're trying to get in there and get involved with the midweek shows to give you guys more content. Uh, that was one of the complaints that we had from, uh, I wouldn't say complaints, just requests from people that in, in, the, in the comment section, like, hey, how about some more material? So we're like, okay. So we've been uh, blessed enough to go ahead and do this. So we're going to start trying to do a better job of the midweek shows because uh, right now we're traveling a lot for Bellator. We're gone for the next three weeks, so they're a little bit harder in the hotel, but uh, we're going to do the best we can. And uh Hope you guys like our content and please share our stuff. Hit the thumbs up on the YouTube, share all of our stuff, copy and paste the links in uh, your Facebooks, Twitters, even tag us in it. And we will actually retweet it and tag you guys back. And thank you guys so much for the support. Anything else, John? Yep. One thing. See ya.